Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. And we have some really exciting things that have been going on with our ministries here in Las Vegas that are really reaching out to the nation and even into the world. So we want to discuss those with you and share some of the things that we have been doing in the last couple of years and that we are now launching now into this new year. Yes, actually four years ago, we started traveling, my wife and I, as we are transitioning out of the position of being senior pastor here. We've been traveling to other churches just to be an encouragement to other pastors. God's blessed us immensely. We are we are seeing literally hundreds of people every year trust Christ as Savior. Each week we're seeing people saved. We've had thousands of people that God's allowed us to minister to in the last uh, few years. And we want to share that ministry with other people. We really believe that there is an opportunity for revival. We believe no matter what the naysayers are saying in our world today, we believe that God is raising up pastors, young pastors, middle-aged pastors across the country. They're doing great works in local churches, and we want to be an encouragement to those in several different areas, in the area of family, in the area of prayer, in the area of missions, in the area of evangelism. And so we've put together different um different presentations, different seminars in each of these areas to help churches and to help pastors. And uh, my wife and I now have somewhat of an itinerant ministry where we are traveling from church to church, and we're going to be in several different locations just in the next few months, through through the months of of, uh, January, February, and March. We're going to be in the southeast, and we'd like to talk to you about what we're going to be doing in those places. Yeah, really, your Family Life Conference is your most asked-for conference. I I handle all of Dad's scheduling, everybody that wants to schedule him to come and speak at at your church. They contact me. We get you all settled through. But really, your Family Life Conference is your most requested. And quite honestly, when I hear back from the pastors after they've been there, they always say, oh, the conference was so good. It was so good. But you know what was the best thing? Being able to have that one-on-one time with Pastor and Mrs. Tice. We, My wife and I were so encouraged. It was just what my wife needed. It was just what my family needed. So it is such a need, I know, that you guys have seen going across the country, these pastors who are just giving their all, needing that encouragement like a Paul and Timothy coming around and saying, hey, okay, yeah, you're doing great here. Let me help encourage you in this area. Look, this is what we've done at Liberty, and maybe this will help with you here. So tell us a little bit what you teach about at that Family Life Conference. Well, let me say this. We are encouraged. <laughs> you hear all the bad news on television, you hear about murders and and rioting and thieving politicians, and you can't trust anybody. What amazes me is to find a pastor in a church that's been there for five years, faithfully doing the work of God, mm. whether it's a large church or a small church, and ministering to their families and being the light in the community that God hmm. has called them to be. And sometimes you think when you're when you're there and you don't see anybody, you 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 think, man, am I doing the, the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Sometimes you wonder if um, you're b- being effective at all. I'm telling you, it's amazing when you if 
if we could just put everybody together and say, look what's going on, the light that's being shined throughout this country is just amazing. And then around the world, through missionaries, it's amazing. It's amazing what God is doing. And so we're thrilled to be able to be part of that. So I really believe that, again, there's two, there's two things that are very important. Number one, the individual prayer life of, of people. And number two, their family life. Hmm. Uh, our walk with God and our walk with our family. As the nation grows darker then we need to be brighter in the in these in this area of shining for Christ and there's no greater light that shines than a family in the midst of d- dissolving families there's no greater light than a family that is doing right where the father knows what he's supposed to be doing the mother knows what she's supposed to be doing the husband and wife have the right relationship and the children are being raised according to the word of god it is a light that shines and uh, Satan wants that out. But the fact of the matter is we are on God's side and God knows what he's doing. So family life conferences, um, what do you, you normally have five different sessions? Yes, it all depends. We, 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 we do anything from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to Saturday and Sunday, or just a Sunday, whatever, whatever is best for the situation the pastor's in. Uh, typically on a Friday night, we'll start off by doing a session called uh, the problems in the kingdom. In fact, the whole family life conference is called Building Kingdom Families. As compared to what the world talks about with the family, the world's trying to redefine the family. God has defined the family, hmm. and so we're talking about building a kingdom family. You don't want your world or you don't want your your children and your family to follow the pattern that's set down by the world, whether it's the Brady Bunch or whether it's Bart Simpson. You don't want to follow (laughs) that particular. You want to follow what God's Word says about the husband, the wife, and the children. So we we talk about, first of all, the first session's called Problems in the Kingdom, and we talk about why it's difficult to have a kingdom family. And the, the key thing that'll help you build a kingdom family. On Friday night, we have a, we have two sessions. We talk about the husband. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Saturday, Saturday. Mo- Saturday morning. We talk about uh, build, becoming a kingdom husband, being the kind of husband God's word tells us to be. And then secondly... I like that you talk to the men first. Yes, we yeah. talk to the mm-hmm. men first because <laughs> that's the key. And then we talk... Then we talk to becoming a kingdom wife, what the Bible says about the wife. And then uh, oftentimes pastors will have question and answer sessions after that, and, we, and we're open to any of that. We also do two, two other sessions, one called um, Kingdom Finances, and the other one is When the Prince Leaves Home, or I call it How to Be a Great Grandparent. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me one day, uh, somebody we were t- I was talking to somebody. I said we have I have 19 grandchildren. They said well we have. They told me how many grandchildren they had, and then they said we have uh, I think four great grandchildren. And I said well all my children, all my all my grandchildren are great. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, but we talk about how to be a how to be a good how to be a great grandparent, and talk about those things. What do you do with your adult children, and how do you interrelate with them? Uh, we have. 10 adult children, uh, five of them by birth and five of them by marriage, and uh, we have a wonderful relationship with them. So we talk about that. Then on Sunday, typically, uh, we can do, again, a session. If there's if you want to have a, all the adult Bible studies together, we can do a session. But uh, typically on Sunday morning or and Sunday evening, if there's, if there's a Sunday evening service, we do a, a, a two-part uh, session 
called Raising Kingdom Kids, and we talk about everything from playing with your kids, praying with your kids, uh, to uh, how to discipline your children properly and um, according to the Word of God. So the, that's, that's the Family Life Conference, and we've just had a just an amazing response to that. And oftentimes they will take that after the conference is over on a Saturday evening or on a Monday morning. People will ask if you will just do a question and answer time just with their staff and do some staff development with your staff as well because you planted our church 48 years ago? 46 years ago. 46 years ago. And... um, the Lord has used you to grow the church tremendously, and you've had staff come in and out, and that's a true help with those, with that those staff on staff teaching them how to include your children in ministry, teaching you how to really take a rest day, and teaching you how to really work diligently if you're taking too many rest days, yeah. <laughs> and well, that staff development is just really a great question and answer time, Pastor called me up. I'd been at his church two years in a row, and the third year we got there, he said, Pastor, I just want you to know we're not doing anything. Uh, We are, uh, you're not preaching. I said, what am I doing? He said, you're just spending time with me and my wife and my kids, because I want to ask you what I'm doing. And we spent, we spent a wonderful weekend with them, enjoying the area of the country they were in, and just talking. Then that Sunday, I preached for them. This year, a pastor called me and said, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to come and spend the day with my staff. And we sat and talked. He said, I want you to tell them, because I got a lot of young families that work for our church, and and from it got infants all the way to teenagers, and I just want them to ask you questions. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I'll be but I'll be at least three hours talking to to uh, to staff, and we love doing that. Uh, uh, I find this to be true. Pastors' wives and staff members' wives love talking to my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does not publicly speak. People ask all the time, will she speak? Everybody wants my wife to speak except my wife. And so uh, so what we do is but when, on a one-on-one sitting across the table from somebody, she just, she just opens up. And if there's question and answers and I'm answering questions, I... She gets involved in answering those questions, and she does a, such a better job than I do. So <laughs> those staff developments are really great. So, and those can be done at any of the conferences. Yes. So that's what altogether a family life conference, really a building the kingdom family conference, looks like. And then your prayer conferences. What do those look like? In our prayer conferences, we talk about standing in the gap. Uh, people complain about what's going on in our country. They want about what's going on. The truth of the matter is, I believe one person praying can make a huge impact in our country mm. if they're practicing what they're praying. Uh, in Jeremiah's day, uh, Jeremiah said, uh, God told Jeremiah, go throughout the entire— God told Jeremiah, go throughout the entire city of Jerusalem. He had already pronounced that he was going to destroy Jerusalem. Uh, they were going to be invaded. But he said, if you'll go throughout the city of Jerusalem and you'll find one man, one man who'll do righteously, I'll spare the city of Jerusalem. That's an amazing thing. If you think that maybe one or maybe two million people wow. at the uh, were living in Jerusalem, if it was 400,000 people living in the city of Jerusalem, and I don't know the exact amount in Jeremiah's day, but I know this, God said, you go throughout, you find one person 
that's doing right, and I'll spare the city. In Abraham's day, God said, if there's 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, I'll spare them. Mm. 10 righteous people. So what we need to do is we need to get people to pray. Jehovah told Solomon, if my people are wicked and terrible and I have to chasten them and they're they have to go from one place to another, and they're and they're they've been consumed by war or pestilence or whatever has gone on because of their wickedness. He said, "If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land." It's as simple as turning from our sin, asking God to heal our land, and and uh, and again. That's a promise to the nation of Israel. But mm. over and over, you see the same principle. Well, we live in a country that was founded on Christian principles, and we have walked away. People say, what is the major sin of America? It's not abortion. It's not homosexuality. It's not the LGBTQ thing. It's not adultery. It's not the pornography that's all over the world. Here's the problem. We walked away from the God that blessed us. Mm. If my people, which are called by my name... Um, uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Yeah. Um, righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We walked away from God. Now, why then hasn't God destroyed America like he's destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? Here's why. Because in Sodom and Gomorrah, there were not 10 yeah. righteous people. In America, we have 26 million people who believe that Jesus Christ is God, mm. that he died for our sins, that the only way to get to heaven is by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What we need to do is get those people, see, whether or not they know it, they are the salt. We are the salt of the earth. What does salt do? It preserves. Why is America preserved? Why is it, Why aren't we destroyed? Because there's salt in this nation, huh. and this salt is the preserver. We are the preservers of this nation, and we need to let the people know that. The reason America isn't destroyed isn't because we're good and God's just winking. There are people that are praying. There are people that are seeking God's face. There yeah. are people who are doing what God wants us to do. And if we get that army built up, if you're looking at—I'm not talking about people, the 63% of the population who claim to be Christians. I'm talking about— about the 26% that actually are Christian. Hmm. That's 86 million people in this nation who claim to be born again, hmm. children of God. If they are, then we need to get them praying hmm. and seeking the face of God. Can you imagine that? That's one quarter of the population. If we would just each reach three people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we would transform the nation. Wow. And what we need to do is get them to pray. And so we talk about standing in the gap. Then I talk about uh, pre- preparation for prayer, which I talk about things that need, need, need to do to get ready for prayer. Then we talk about, uh, number three, uh, praying the Lord's prayer list. And we talk about what Jesus was talking about when he said, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Or uh, when you pray, say. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about praying in the will of God and according to the will of God. And then we'll talk about family, praying for your family and how to pray effectively for your family and your church and your nation. So you really teach people how to pray. You teach them the importance of prayer, and then you give them practical application on how to pray and what God taught his own disciples how to pray. Yes, That is great. 
And now for missions, you do missions conferences. And I know missions for us growing up was always a highlight of our year. I know missions giving was such and still is a huge part of our life. I don't remember a time in my life not knowing what faith promise was, not knowing that, you know, hey, we want to give over and above to missionaries because that is the heartbeat of God is missions. And that really became the heartbeat of our church is missions giving so much so that I, I, I it's our church personally has given over $7 million, is yes. that correct? Yes. To missionaries across the globe. And we've supported hundreds of missionaries. Uh, right now, I think there's 100 people that we're supporting, 100 different projects, but we have supported literally hundreds of missionaries over the last 32 years ago, I believe we started, uh, 33 years ago now, we started uh, Faith Promise Missions when we first moved into the building on the property. Uh, before that, we gave, when we started our church, we started by giving 10% of everything that came in to missions. So mm. like the first the first offering we ever had was $268. We gave $26 to missions. Wow. So we did that, and, and I made a promise to God that as soon as we got into our property and we were no longer missions status, mm-hmm. uh, that we would, we would start we would start a faith, faith promise. So the year that we moved into our building, we started using Faith Promise. And, uh, and so when we do a missions conference, uh, when we do a Faith Promise missions conference, uh, I explain what Faith Promise is. It was so funny that uh, this past year I did a, faith, a missions conference and I explained Faith Promise missions. And afterwards the pastor came up and said, I've been talking about Faith Promise for years. I didn't know that that's what it was. Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> and, and he said it was amazing the way you explained it. So, so I explained Faith Promise missions and we talk about missions uh, around the world. And uh, it's not, it's honestly not laid out as much as, as the other two conferences are. In fact, one of, the, one of my projects in the next two weeks is to line out and make sure we do some PowerPoints for our missions conference. But uh, the missions... We talk about the, the the worldwide need. I give personal testimonies of how God changed my life through missions, and then uh, we talk about um, we talk about what faith promise is, and uh, it's amazing what people people will begin to understand faith promise, and then they start applying it, and it just transforms churches. Well, it's so great. These things are things that have been implemented here, and they have worked here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have seen lives changed. We've seen families been developed disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have seen people learn how to pray and learn how to have communion with God. We've learned, we've been teaching people, and we have learned how that God's heart is the heartbeat of missions and seeing people throughout the world come to know him. And these are things that we want to share with you. So if you're interested and you say, hey, I'm really interested in having inviting Dr. Tice to come speak, all you simply need to do is go to davidtice.com and there is a tab that you can request more information about having Dr. Tice come to your area. Now, Pastor Tice, he has a full, completely booked schedule for 2024. Um, you can go to davidtice.com and see when he is going to be in your area. And he is actually at the end of this month is when he leaves for his winter tour. And he's going to be going, um, he'll be in the southeast 
for his winter tour coming up. Hopefully it won't be winter. Yeah. <laughs> winter slash spring yes. Yes, uh, tour. But if you are in that area, we would love to see you there at one of the conferences that he'll be speaking at. So let me give those conferences. And give those dates and the and the locations. On the 26th, 27th, and 28th, we will be... Of January. Of January, we'll be in Calvary Baptist Church in Brunsville, uh, Texas. That is a suburb of San Antonio, Texas. So if you're in that area, we'd love to have you come. And that's with Pastor, Pastor David, ba- David Beatty? Yes, David and Jay Beatty. And then from there, we're going to uh, Tomball, Texas. Now, that's right below Houston, Texas, is what uh, Pastor Shute told me. We'll be with Pastor Shute at uh, South Winds Baptist Church, and we'll be there the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 4th. And that will be a Family Life Conference there. That will be a Family Life Conference. The one in Beatty will be a prayer conference, and then we'll leave there, and we will be with a church plant, and they've just recently got a building. It's an exciting ministry. Uh, Caleb Terry, uh, Pastor Caleb Terry at City Light Baptist Church. That's in Gallatin, Tennessee. Uh, and so we'll be there uh, for the 10th and the 11th. And then uh, then we'll be uh, in between times. I'm going to be doing some teaching at Pensacola Christian College and so we'll be able to see some of our students that are there. And then on the, um, and that's exciting. What an exciting ministry Pensacola Christian oh, College yeah, is. Oh, yeah, we love Pensacola so, Christian College. Dr. Shoemaker is an amazing man. And Pastor Redland, what a great guy. Gracious uh, man. He is what? A very gracious man. Yes, he is very, his, his wife, Julie, amazing. And uh, we're, we're excited about being at Pensacola Christian College. And being at Campus Church, being with the with the staff of Campus Church, then we're going to be in on the sixteenth and seventeenth. We're going to be in Saint Mary, Georgia, with Coastal Baptist Church, and the pastor is Pastor Donald Link. Oh, what a wonderful family they are! I've not met them, but you have told me. Yes, I went to college with Sarah, and she's a wonderful person. Okay, so then then uh, the following week, again, we'll be back at Pensacola Christian College doing a um, conference on church planting. The following week, we will be with Matt Elin, a young man who grew up in Liberty ba- here at Liberty Baptist Church. He now pastors in uh, Lilyburn. Is that how you say that? Uh, Georgia. Uh, it's, he's at Calvary Baptist Church. Him and his wife are a young couple. They have two little kids, and they are just a sweet family. And Matt really grew up in our church really desiring to do what God wanted him to do. And he got called into ministry and just just really wanted to serve the Lord. And now he's a senior pastor there in Georgia. Yes, I, it's Lilburn, L-I-L-B-U-R-N, Georgia. We'd love to have you come and be part of that. And then That's going to be a prayer conference. That's a prayer conference as well. And then uh, we're going to be uh, with Jared Shoemate. Pastor Jared Shoemate at Valley Valley View Baptist Church, and that's in Knoxville, Tennessee. What's really neat is that a lot of these churches, some of the kids that grew up in our church attend attend these different churches. Chrissy Webb goes to this church, and the pastor's wife is the pastor's wife I went to college with as well. Great family. Then the last person we're going to be with is uh, 
man named Matt Thompson, and he's at Lighthouse Baptist Church, and that's in Port Charlotte, Florida. That's down by Tampa in the Tampa area, and uh, and we're going to be with them uh, for a family life conference on the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So uh, after that, we head back to Vegas, and you're more than welcome to come and visit us in Vegas anytime. Again, if you want information about any of these places where we just spoke about, you can go to davidtice.com. In fact, it, we made it very easy for you. It has the church's name, and if you click on the church name, it'll give you a link right to the church's website so you can get in contact with them, see where their location is, and gives you the dates of when we're coming and the pastor that um, is the pastor of that church. But we would love to see you there, and we'd love to be an encouragement to you personally. So we are thankful that you joined us today, and we're excited about the new launch of the Tice Family Ministries and all that's been going on with that And we would just like you to keep joining us each and every other week on Tice Talks. Which is more than a conversation.